Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 44 of an apotheosis of a bombast. This week, we return back to our traditional format. It's just me, Scott Copperman, and my co-host, Mr. Elton McManus. Cowabunga, dudes. <laughs> and we'll be bringing you our usual mix of uh, weird websites, weird news, and things to think about. And it'll be just like old times. Uh, we appreciate you indulging us with a little bit of of special guests as our schedules kind of got busy and and I know I personally really appreciate the positive feedback we got on my son's uh, visit. Again, I know it was a little indulgent, but I appreciate the fact that I had all good things to pass on. So yes. thanks a lot, guys. Thank you very much, guys. But now you're stuck with us. Yeah, and I have a clicky pen, so if you hear me doing that all the way through the show, I apologize. I don't mean to. I just tend to fidget with things. Or that could be his, his trick finger. Can you click Can you click your fingers? Oh, no, I... Ew. No, and I no. I used to be able to click my fingers, and I hang on. It's, oh, there we go. Uh, uh. Ah. And it, apparently, it's a myth that it gives you arthritis as well, so you can do it as much as you want. My friend can you know, click his thumbs and fingers, and yeah. It's one of those uh, longitudinal studies where they they say like you can. I think it's longitudinal they call it, but like they they literally have to go like eighty years to find out the results of of the test. Yeah. By the way, yeah. these 80 years you've been clicking your fingers, you've just given yeah. yourself arthritis. Well yeah. done. So I, I know, I'm always suspicious of people who sit there and say, yes, no, yes, no. Okay, well, these 30 had it and these 30 didn't, so yes. <laughs> but so, uh, you know, things have been kind of quiet over here. I've, I've had the, the luck of having a couple of guest appearances on some Lost podcasts. Ooh. So it's, it's that kind of time of year. If you're a fan of Lost, I'm sure you're listening to our show already. But if you're not, do check out Rethinking Lost. And if you follow, neither Elton nor I do the, the Follow Friday thing, which uh, we appreciate all the people who put us on it. But we just we just don't. We're not. That's not the way we use Twitter. That's not how we roll. That's right. But I'll say what I had said on Twitter the other day. Like if If I'm following somebody... Then they're probably worth following to me. <laughs> so, you know, all you have to do is click my <laughs> following tab, and you can see the list. I don't mean to to throw it on you, but yeah, I mean it. It actually then you can sit there and you can look, and it'll say if you're already following the person, or um, or you know even if you're curious, just send an email and be like, hey, you know, who are a couple of lost people worth following or Charger fans or whatever. And that might be better to do during like with a direct message though, because. Mm-hmm. Some people are touchy about what gets left out. Yeah. Why didn't you include me? Yes, I, I've incorporated. Well, not incorporated. I've come across that a couple of times, but no, it's all fine at the moment. So. But thank you though for those of you who who do follow us and follow Friday us and suggest we be followed. And yes, we are not worthy. We bow down to you. That's right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Have you been up to anything recently? Because I went to the football. This weekend, no, sorry, this Wednesday, two days ago. No, I've just been a uh, little podcasting bit there, but that's it. But So yeah, that's right, you went, uh, you said you took Jacob. Yeah, uh, we went to Wembley to watch the England versus Egypt match. It's a friendly uh, build-up match uh, before the World Cup in a couple of months' time where we're going to tank your asses, take you down to Chinatown, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. I doubt it very much, but um, it was a good experience, though. I've never been to the new Wembley, 
and I've only been to the old Wembley uh, for gigs, musical venue gigs. Uh, but it's it's weird, very weird. It's like the only other matches I've been to have been during the day, and watching a match under floodlights in that sort of stadium as well is just mind blowing. It's a huge stadium. It holds about ninety thousand. I think there are eighty, eighty odd thousand people there when we wow. went, and it, it took us a good. I think we left our house at four o'clock, and we ended up sitting down at ten to eight, and we were non-stop journeying all the way down there. Is that the only facility that's like over twenty-five thousand, or do you have a bunch oh, of sixties? No, no, no. We we, we got uh, stadiums all over the country that are okay. you know. 40, 50, 60, you know, up to 80, you know, 1,000 people, so, and that's spread all over the stadium, but England, now that Wembley has been built, what, four, four years ago, maybe less, maybe more, uh, that's where England play their matches, there was a time where England always played their matches in Wembley, and then we decided to restructure it, take it all down, build a whole new stadium, and so England went on a England tour. We went around the country playing friendlies all over, up and down the country. Mm-hmm. But now they've spent so much money on this place that they have to create the, well, pull in all the money. And so every single match is going to be played here. And everything's so bloody dear in there as well. It's ridiculous. I bought four hot dogs for the four of us when we went there. Fair enough. They're what, a good foot long, I suppose. These mm-hmm. hot dogs. Now, I think it all came down to 20 quid. They're £5 each for these hot dogs. It's ridiculous. I, well, they I, know you can't really go anywhere else. Yeah, we're You're stuck. <laughs> we're captive audience, aren't we? But mm-hmm. even other bits, uh, like a an £8 football in the, norm, in the shops outside wouldn't retail at 15 quid in the building. It's just... Captive audience, we're trying to rip off the kids, trying to rip off the parents as well. It's mental. And the r- match was a bit rubbish as well. The first half was a bit rubbish. And it's looking quite good for you guys when, when we hit the World Cup trial. I don't know. All the expectations are going to be, it's like the Olympics and the soccer will be like the hockey team. And I just don't think they'll live up to it. But they might. Who won in the hockey between... Canada and uh, USA. With 24 seconds left, the United States tied it, and then in overtime, Canada won. Oh, no. So, it was exciting. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well done, Canada. <laughs> well, we, did, we didn't win, so yeah. it was exciting. Well done. But it, had we won the game, oh, it was awesome and epic. And how many, it was int- how many gold medals and, well, how many medals overall did you guys get in the Winter Olympics? Uh, I think... 37 maybe yes i know they had the the u.s had the most medals but not the most golds i don't think yeah i think canada had the most golds didn't they yeah you know an interesting fact i heard when the super bowl you know american football championship was on 65 percent of was it 65 percent of american homes watched or didn't watch but either what either way at most 65 percent of american homes watched and and what people end up saying was what were the other people doing? And and I I know I think it actually may have been sixty five percent were not watching because it, it it really implied that a lot of people weren't watching the game. But 
for the Canada U.S. gold medal game, I heard eighty percent of Canada was watching that game. That's mm-hmm. a pretty impressive commitment. That is, yeah. Although I'd imagine that it's still not as many people that didn't watch the Super Bowl. No, no, but but passion wise for and support for the the team, it, it really says mm-hmm. a lot about where Can- where Canada and hockey are connected. Yeah, is that that their uh, national sport then? I don't know. I would think so. It's the most marketable of of the sports that that they're known for. Hmm. It's either that or maple syrup tapping. Yeah, is that an Olympic sport? The biathlon can the can the biathlon be your national sport? Chasing people down and shooting them. Probably it not. should be. That should be an Olympic sport. <laughs> well, isn't they go on cross country skis and then they with their heart? Didn't you ever have to do that on a lame video game where you? Left, right, left, right, left, right, and you just hear, shh, 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 shh. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the little target moves up and down, correlating to your heart rate, and you're like, oh, crap, my heart's beating too fast. Yeah. Got to quickly get off 20 shots. And then, shh, 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 They're a tiny little hole that I have to shoot through as well. It's like a two-piece. piece. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Anyway, um, Great Britain, guess how many golds or medals that we got? Actually, our total is the same as the amount of golds that we got. I would say it's probably the same as the number of competitors you had entered in. Yeah, most probably. We ended up with one medal. <laughs> awesome. Did you beat the Jamaican bobsledding team? or? It was the lady that wanted to go down head first down the luge thing on a tea tray. Yes, yeah, she's the fastest nutter in the world. And she got a gold medal for it. So. There you go. Bravo to you, lady with no name at hand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The Olympics, though, I remember when you, you may be actually too young to really remember it. Some people will, and then they'll be mad that I if I single them out. But in the eighties, when um, the United States and and Russian tensions were high, uh, Ted Turner, who owns TBS and TNT here, organized something called the Goodwill Games. That was back when like people were boycotting. I'm not going to Russia for the eighty Olympics. I'm not going to United States for the eighty four Olympics. So we went a long time without U.S. versus USSR in, in international competition. Right. And uh, cable TV was just growing. So this guy, this big, rich Jane Fonda husband, had uh, <laughs> had created the the Goodwill Games. And, and they ended up having a chance to see Russia and U.S. go at each other. And and that was kind of the the first challenge to the Olympics as a, a dominant sport. Now that kind of went nowhere. But now with seven sports channels on 24 hours a day and then the hockey channel and the curling channel and, and badminton channel and all, you can see the world championships, the uh, regionals and all this stuff for all these obscure sports. So I, I feel like the Olympics have kind of lost their meaning for a lot of things. Like when we see uh, the Summer Olympics and Michael Phelps was going for all his records and you see these – yeah these divers and all they or, or gymnastics well you know so and so won the world championships last spring <laughs> no. mm. okay well world championships olympics I, i'm not sure even, even like world cup world cup now you have olympic soccer okay. yeah and you're allowed um professional professional athletes, athletes yeah. in there it was supposed to be non-professional athletes wasn't it Right, that's one little at a time. They've been trickling in into different events, and it was because certain countries didn't draw the distinction the way others did. But mm. I, it just 
I mean, it's still special. And I mean, if I won an Olympic medal, I think it was great. But I, I can even remember hearing interviews of people who maybe got a silver medal at something and, and them saying, well, you know, I, I won the world championships in <laughs> July. Yeah. yeah. Track and field is another one. There's there's a thousand chances for these people to go head to head unless you're from some little obscure country that normally wouldn't qualify. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know that you get that same. A, a couple same of years ago, there was that. Um, oh, forgive me. I'm going to get it wrong. There Wasn't there an Ethiopian or. Yeah, wasn't it an Ethiopian swimmer? Eddie the Eel, I think they called him, or Eric the Eel. I and think so. He was the slowest person ever to go into a swimming pool without armbands. And everyone was cheering him on. And that is what it's all about. It was brilliant. I remember watching it on the news, just him just crawling along, and everyone in the whole stadium was just encouraging him. And it was fantastic. That's what the world should be like, people. We should all celebrate slow swimmers together. And just oh, big hugs after. Boo to the successful people. Yeah. They're making everybody else look bad. Oh, well done. You're the fastest. Wow. Yeah. Here's Way to a make medal. everybody else feel inferior. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, talking about competitive edges, I decided I was wanted a game with you, if you don't mind. Okay. Tactical nuclear war, or as I like to call it, battleships. So we're, we're, we're pitting uh, the Royal Navy, the Royal Navy, against the, is it US, US Navy or, uh, or just... You know what, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, you, since you're being aggressive here, I'm going to go with the Coast Guard. My oh, US Coast, Coast Guard is defending my shores okay, against fine, your fine. hostile attack, your so, aggressive behavior. Oh, oh okay, fine. Well, <laughs> I'm going to make you shoot first then, so that makes it all the better. I should make sure the U.S. Coast Guard actually has guns. I'm not sure if they do. Well, they don't. They too have late. hoops to pull people out of the. Uh, the I'm gonna hit you with too. my life jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw this flare at you really hard. <laughs> it's a blue one. Oh. That's right. Right. Yes, I decided to have a game of battleships N- next week. Maybe Connect Four, and the week after that, maybe Mousetrap. But this week, battleships. <laughs> so, throughout the whole show, we're just if you hear a. A, a B7 or F9, then you know what we're doing. And if you hear, yeah, I destroyed you, then we'll also let you know what we're doing. But You know, not to make it overly complicated, but I have this discussion with my son all the time. Now, the rules are a hit ends your turn or you get a subsequent hit. Like you've stunned your opponent and you get another shot. I normally just, I like the idea of taking another shot. Yeah, all right then. Uh, if you hit me, then you get another shot. All right. That seems good. There's pros and cons to that, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's let's go for it. Go on. And and the winner is the winner with the most boats sunk or hits at the end of this program, I suppose. All righty. Go on. I'll let you take the first shot then. All right. Five I'm going to go with a systematic approach here. I'm going to go with, uh, we were going 1 through 12 and A through L. So I will go with K2. That. My good sir, is a miss. Ah. Let's put my little white peg in. I'll have a shot and then we'll get onto some news, I suppose. Alrighty. Oh, where shall I go, guys? Um, Let's go for E6. E6 is a miss. Oh, balls. Now, if you were my son, you would sit there. Number one, you'd be tipping off that there was something at E6, because that's what you guessed and expected to be a hit. And 
you or you would have just done whatever I said. Oh, right. you said K- I'll guess K two. Oh, you said K four. I'll guess K four. Ah, I see <laughs> so. the method in his madness. Yes. So you have some unusual news articles you found? Yes, I do. I have plenty this week. Let me send you one first. This is a story called What Could Possibly Go Wrong? A New Zealand company is to begin production of a commercial jetpack which could sell for around about £50,000. People will be able to fly more than a mile higher at speeds of up to 60 miles an hour, even without a pilot's license. Would you buy one of these? Uh, no. no. No, I'm not a big fan of heights in general. So No, I'm not a big fan of heights, but there's going to be so many people killed. I can't imagine they'll be allowed to sell it. I mean, someone might make it and you might be able to acquire one. But Yeah. It says, in, in recent tests have seen the newest model reach heights of up to 2,400 metres and at top speeds of 60 miles an hour. I guarantee you... There will be a story, once these go on sale, of someone pulling the throttle and going straight up 2,400 metres, running out of petrol, and then falling back to earth. But I, I don't think I'd get into one of these. It would be more like a group buy. People buy kit cars and build up their kit cars and take them around test tracks. And I would imagine three or four guys would get into this and you know spend hours in the field just going, oh, hey, look. Two meters high, ooh, three meters high. It seems to be something though that people are just locked into. They really, really want it to work. Yeah, it is a, mm, it is sort of the future, isn't it? Wasn't there an Olympics where someone turned up on a jetpack as well? Uh, I, yeah, I can kind of picture that. I definitely remember something similar to that, anyway. But no, I don't think I'll be buying one anytime soon. But it is, it is the future of air travel. I suppose, in some weird way. Well, like you said, it's it's a bad decision, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next story, we have Jedi's fight at a shopping center. Now, I didn't find this. Uh, Boudoir found this on the internet. It's hundreds of Jedi warriors have taken to a fight against evil. Sorry, have taken the fight against evil to a galaxy not very far away, unleashing lightsabers in a shopping center. A flash mob. This is very much like the T-Mobile advert that we had. Yes. Which uh, those are neat, but they're becoming less and less neat as they continue to mm. be done. I mean, this is at least not a dance routine. This is something a little more... I think this is worse than a a dance routine. I think this might be the end of this flash mob thing. You've ruined it for everyone. What group organized it? Oh, Cabot Circus? No, that's where it is, Cabot Circus. I don't know. I don't really care, but it's just a, a bunch of people turning up, someone blowing a whistle, and everyone pulls out their lightsaber and starts bashing each other around the head. And Okay, yeah, fine. You know, the dancing was a lot better because that was all coordinated. You had to go away and rehearse that. This way, you've just gone, yeah, let's bash each other around with lightsabers. So it sort of killed that flash mob mentality now for me. It says in the article that the Flash mob phenomena began in the U.S. in 2003 when more than 100 people gathered around a rug in, in Macy's in Manhattan. I'll bet that's a, a disputable fact. That's, that's going to be my new, my new thing. Try to find an evidence of a flash mob pre-2003. Yeah. If someone has any tips, let me know so I can shoot it down. They gathered around a rug. It was like a, a rug flash mob, was it? 
Someone yeah, laid out a rug and went, okay, see how many people we can stand on this rug. I don't know. Isn't, well, I guess the flash mob is what, it makes it a flash mob because all of a sudden they change their behavior. It's more... As opposed to like a sit-in or... <laughs> yeah, you have lots of people around the outskirts waiting for the command. On, on cue, they all break into something. Yeah, all cue, yeah. They, they either start dancing or they just whoosh, straight into one position and do something at the same time. Oh, no. Please no more, guys. It's not very good anymore, as I found out as I read this story. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good find, though. But, yeah, definitely check it. There's a video in the link, so make sure you check the show notes. Mm. All right, well, here, before we go on, I'm going to take another shot here. I'll go, uh, go on in. G5. That's a miss. That's a miss, dear boy. We're not doing very well, are we? Well, we've only taken three <laughs> shots. Uh, G8 I'm going to go for. I've got my reg pad ready. Another miss. Oh, balls. Ah, can't hold All it. All right. Next news story you've sent me here. I see it's about Bollywood. You can't go wrong with Bollywood stories. Uh, <clears throat> a Bollywood filmmaker has issued a lucrative challenge to horror fans. £7,000 for anyone who can watch his latest supernatural thriller alone in the cinema. Ram Goopal, Varman's... Oh, that's his name, isn't it? Ram Gupal Varmans. <clears throat> Hang on, let me start that again. Funk 2. Yes. <laughs> Funk 2. Ram, Ram Gupal Varmans Funk 2 is a sequel, probably to Funk. Or, oh, people call him Funk 1 now. I hate when they call it 1. Like Transformers 1. No, it's Transformers. Don't call it Transformers 1. Anyway, it's a sequel to his 2008 film of the same name. Oh, there you go. Fook. <laughs> and he's about an evil spirit that is that traumatizes a family. Anyone who says the movie cannot scare them is going to be put in the theater by himself, by Mr. Varman himself. Would you go up for this? No. No, it it all just has like a sham tone to it, but it says they they're going to hook you up to a heart machine and a camera to make sure your eyes are open throughout the whole movie until the closing credits. Mm. I mean, simply being there seems to be too easy. I th- I think if you were going in for this, I think the the thought of actually being in the movie on your own, I think that that take away from the experience. If you go with a crowd of people and you've got the nervous tension of a crowd watching a film all together and people jitter around and you hear little rustle there and you're like, oh, what was that? Is that part of the movie? I don't know. And that sort of builds it up, and you get maybe a, a sort of aura, or you just get the tension in the room. But mm-hmm. going on your own, I don't think it would be as scary. I have a feeling this is a uh, poorly edited article, because when they say that they're going to hook you up to a heart machine, heart monitor, mm-hmm. I picture, not it's the challenge isn't so much to watch it alone in the theater, like can you can you sit there alone, but can you... Do it without being scared. Yeah. And I, I would think that they'll sit there and go, ah, no, you spiked here and spiked here. You know, as long as you keep your heart rate calm through the whole movie, then you can win. I mean, granted, you have to do it alone. I'm sure that's part of the, the challenge. But I don't think I don't think, um, just a matter of sitting in the room alone is, is winning. I think you have to sit there and yeah, not be scared. prove you're not scared. Which, I don't know, it says they tried to do this once before. With the original version, but it was cancelled after people claimed the selection of contestants was rigged. Mm. So. 
that's worth digging a little deeper. I mean, I see this is just from February, so there's probably more details and, and more to it. Yeah, I, I just don't think that you'd be as scared as if you went with a group of friends. That would be the more... You'd, you'd get more scared with a group of friends with you, especially close friends as well. And you would think there, there's all those people you see on TV who have... Uh, or ordinary people even who are fairly disciplined with martial arts and body control and mm. you know they can just yoga deep breathing relaxation that they could just sit there in the movie theater and yeah i'll, I'll take the money uh you well, yeah meditate right through it yeah you, you can meditate right through it or or you can you can do that thing where you daydream you're looking at the screen but you're not actually <laughs> watching the screen yeah you can just zone out yourself yeah some people can do that I don't know. Well, again, it's something worth probably looking into a little more detail, but I have a feeling it's it, it just reeks of scam and yeah. scam and promotion. And, yeah, promotion more more than anything else. Now, this next one. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'll guess C9. 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 Ooh. No. Miss. Uh, close or deceptive? Oh. Ah. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know, Mister? Um, I'm gonna go for K ten. K ten is a miss. You're not one of these. Oh, hang on. K ten. You're not one of these punks that have actually put his boats around the outside, are you? Obviously, well, not gonna tell you where me, the boats but... are. But <laughs> I, I will say, I do not have like a. I'm not one of those people who always has the same setup. No. And and because we're not going to go through a whole game here, I'm not doing it. I would tend to do more of a a true military kind of like a one C one. You know, knowing that the boats, like if I know you have no boats smaller than uh, three, yeah, then I don't I don't waste my time guessing where a boat physically cannot fit. So I do more of like a net to try to hit something. But ah, uh, you sweep it. Yeah. Fair enough. But uh, I'm not worried about that now because. <laughs> I don't know how many actual <laughs> hits we'll end up taking. I reckon the person to get the first hit is going to be the winner on this. Probably. Now, this story, I I don't know if you... I'm hoping that you have the same problem on your TV for the next story. Uh, yep. ITV in trouble for turning up volume on ads. Uh, ITV has been wrapped by the ad advertising watchdog for turning up its volume on its commercials. Basically, they've been stung. People have phoned up and complained that their volume is way too loud during the adverts. And do you get that? Do yes, you have I that do. problem as well? Yep. And I know it's been denied in the past, but it's it, it's in in irrefutable, indefensible. Because I I know we'll turn the volume down. The kids might be asleep upstairs, so we turn the volume down on the commercial, and the show comes back, and you can't hear anything. Yeah. And we turn it back up, and the commercial comes on, and it's blaring. Yeah, the way that they they say that they do it, they um, they take the loudest part of the program, and that is the peak volume for that show, and so they set all the adverts to that peak. So if you if you have like a, a nice period drama, and then there's a, a, a I don't know a stabbing and lots yeah. of Whoa! going on for thirty seconds, then they set all of their adverts to that peak volume, and so. When you know you have a nice quiet lull, and then the adverts come on and it yeah. just blows up your TV. 
I think the the commercial volume is probably more consistent too because it's quicker paced, a lot of background noises and stuff in it. But yeah, well, they want to get your attention as well, and I'd I'd imagine. Would I be wrong in thinking that they might actually do it because a lot of people leave the room either to go to the toilet or make a drink or make a sandwich or whatever they want and they'll be out the room and so they want you to hear it from the other rooms that you're going into. No, I think that's right. I think you're right with that. And I can kind of see that because even when we edit, if you use some of the built-in tools for editing the podcasts and all, you know, they'll normalize the sound they'll they'll crop certain ways so i could see how um that may have even been something stumbled upon like oh well if we just set equalize sound it's going to equalize loudest with the loudest sound or you know somehow it was like not intentional at first but i do believe it is intentional at this point it's uh yeah it just drives me potty forever tracking up and tracking down oh and your volume, do you have numbers on your volume? I think we've, I don't know if we've spoken about this before or not, but do you have uh, numbers on your volume? On the, when on you the have, TV. We so, didn't used to, and like on the control uh, controls you don't, but when you actually hit up or down mm. and a little bar shows up on the screen, sometimes yeah. you do. Yeah. Do you have your numbers on your TV, per se? On, on the actual television? Oh, well, when you increase your volume does it actually indicate a, a number like 20 or 30 or do you just uh, have like the little again, lines some of the tvs do some don't like the one in in uh, our bedroom doesn't the one in the main tv room does yeah because i'm a, a stig for putting it on an even number but i think that's oh, yeah. just one of the ocd things i think loads of people do that i do it in the van as well if i have a display on the van it's got to be an even number otherwise it's not right and i'd even well, go i'd ha- rather have it too low or just slightly too low, but on an even number, than have it perfect and on an odd number. <laughs> it just bugs me. Well, the fact you mentioned that, that's one way that I know that it's happening here. Because, like, we'll say to the kids, uh, they'll say, what, you know, what? we'll tell them to adjust the volume. And they'll be like, okay, I'm going to put it on 19. Okay. And then two seconds later, blaring commercial. Mm. Guys, I thought you were putting in 19. It is, it is. It's just the commercial's not, you know. See, then, that... you see, then you lower it down to 13 and then you bring it back up. <laughs> see, that's where the even number one works. You turn around and say, no, put it on 18, not 20, 18. That's a nice <laughs> one. But I want it on 19. No, it's an odd number. Do it's a bloody toll. Put it on an even number. But that's just me. All right. So then I know your boats are all on even numbers. Ah! <laughs> so I will guess B2. B is in boy 2. That, sir, is another miss. It's because it was D's and dog, but that's all right. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Right. I can, I can fill in my waters now. This is going to be a hit. Uh, H4. Miss. Oh, God. Stay. Who came up with the idea of playing this? The grid's too big. That's my initial impression. If, yes, it is. If we wanted more action, we needed to be on a smaller grid. Well, yeah. Tune in next week, and we'll have a smaller grid. <laughs> right, my last story. Just send it to you. All righty. Could I get you to do the honors on this? The money burning snowboarder rescued from the Alpine ski lift. Yeah, that's it. A German snowboarder stranded in the Austrian Alps for six hours has been rescued after attracting attention by setting fire to his catch. 
Dominic Podolski, age 22. So not a very wizened young man. <laughs> was stuck on a ski lift when it shut down for the day. He was trapped about 10 meters above the ground. As darkness fell, he began to burn paper handkerchiefs and the contents of his wallet with a cigarette lighter. He started with restaurant bills and business cards before he was spotted burning the last of 120 euros in cash. <laughs> He'd forgotten his mobile phone and his shouts for help were not heard. He thought about jumping down, but he felt he probably would have broken both legs and would have frozen to death. Yeah. Now this is So he was riding down. Yes, I'm I've assuming. I've very that. rarely seen a ski lift. I, I know the ski lift goes in a loop. And uh, I have on very rare occasions seen someone who maybe works at the facility mm-hmm. riding this, this thing down. And I can think maybe of only one place where people actually rode down. But the chairs were pitched very steeply. So you were leaning way back yeah. as you were going down the hill. Um, but this says he was on his way down the mountain in the chair, which is strange. Maybe it's too uh, dark to ski. That's the only reason I can think of. Unless Somebody just... at the top of the mountain was like, don't worry, man, I'll, I'll send you down here. Go ahead. And then never called down and told anybody there's somebody yeah. on there. <laughs> yeah, see you later. Mr. T- Podolsky was taken to the hospital after a ski run cleaning crew had spotted his last 20-euro note going up in flames. He was treated for hypothermia and was able to take the train home that night. He's suing the company that operates the lift. Oh, I bet that was his biggest note as well. He's like, I'm going to do the 20s last. I've got one euro notes here and five euro notes here. And he he just probably burned. said, I already burned 600, so I'll need that back. Yeah. I, I feel sorry for the poor guy, but I'd imagine the, the, the view of him actually on there, waving this burning $20 note, going, well, help me, was well, quite amusing. Well, here it says... A spokesman says the chair is not meant for downward trips. And Mr. Podolsky had apparently ignored warning signs advising against boarding it. So now here's the big question. Is this one of those McDonald's loses the lawsuit and has to warn people that the coffee is hot kind of things? Mm. I mean, there were signs up saying, do not do this. Surely they they would have checked the thing. I know as it's coming around, I don't know how... Big, it would I think be, he's going to win. I think he'll win because even though he wasn't supposed to get on there, they'll be able to say somebody didn't do that fifth check or, you know, yeah, he's some corner win. was cut along the way. Yeah, he'll win because he's stupid and yet the company hasn't done anything wrong. They've put the warnings up saying, you know, please don't go down. That's why you're up here to ski down. And right. yet well, he's or the still sign is up and they'll say, well, did, did you tell every passenger that they must ski down? You know, mm. There'll be some. Some loophole. Yeah. But uh, it said the temperatures got down to minus 18. And I imagine, you know, 10 meters above the ground. It's not that far off the ground, is it? But up there, thin air, temperatures that cold, blowing a gale, it must have been freezing. What would you do, though? Would you jump down? I think at some point you have to jump down. What? I don't know. It didn't say how many hours he was up there. At some point, you start to think someone will be here shortly. <laughs> well, yeah, otherwise you're going to, I don't know, because you're going to be so bloody cold up there and you're going to be shivering. You're going to be trying to keep yourself as warm as you can. Well, you, you kick the skis off for sure. You drop hmm. all that stuff so you can pull your feet up and kind of bundle up. Ah, do you kick your skis off? Because if they fall down and then they 
landing to the snow, pointing upwards, then you don't want to be falling off of that, do you? Mm. You're going to have to pick them up. To the side or something, but I think I kick them off. Yeah, you're going you're to have to pull them up and luzz them to the left or to the right. But I, I, would I jump? I don't know. I, I think if I fell from that height, I think I'd shatter. <laughs> Possibly. Well, I'm, I'm sure you'd get hurt, but I think before you just resign yourself to death, I mean, he was... He was awake, he was lucid, he wasn't totally incapacitated. He was using his lighter to burn money. I mean, how much heat do you get from burning money? No. I bet he was only up there like two hours or so. I bet he wasn't up there very long. I don't think you'd need much to even send you to sleep, would you? He must have been fighting, you know, trying to stay awake. And once you go to sleep, then that's it. Anyway, I'm going to take a cheeky shot. Uh, H10. H10? No, no, that's a miss. Mm. And I'll go two in a row now since you skipped your turn. Go on then. I will go J6 and J7. Miss and miss. Oh. <laughs> All right, you want another shot before we move on? Yeah, go on then. I'll go for ooh, E7. E7. Is a hit. Yes! Woohoo! I just want you to know, you just killed a young sailor named David Cartwright. He's got a, a young daughter who was just born in January. He never even got to meet her. Oh. And now his wife, I, I, I don't know what she's going to do. So I don't care. You're there celebrating. David Cartwright, <laughs> age 24, <laughs> born in Juneau, Alaska, graduate of West Point. Is dead. I don't care. I've got a red pin in my okay. top part, so... We will avenge him. The, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. All right, well, you get a second shot for the hit there. So go ahead, take out his, his twin brother, Nigel. Go ahead. Da, 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 da. E8. And there goes Nigel. Yeah! <sighs> Up yours, Another Nigel. Hit. All right. Oh, yes. Okay, so I'm winning on the battleships at the moment then. Yep, yep. Well, you had another hit, so you get to keep going, I guess. Oh, here. okay. Ooh, hmm. You do have to tell me if I've sunk it or not, though, don't you? Yes. Ah, ha, ha. I think I'll go for E9. And another hit? Twin sister is also roasted. <laughs> I will not laugh at their expense. They'll have to make a film out of this about saving Private Ryan or... Yep. Trying to get the last Saving David Cartwright. <laughs> I got one more then, don't I? Yeah. Yep. Um, predictably, I think I'll go for E10. That's another hit. Have I sunk it yet? No. Have I got the aircraft carrier? You've got the aircraft carrier. Yes! With one more hit. Um, hmm. E11, I think. That's a hit. Oh, wicked. You've sunk the aircraft carrier. That's right. Drop to the sea, boys. I'll send you a wreath. <laughs> the USS Marius has been sunk. <laughs> All right, get another hit here after your five in a row volley. Okie okay, Um C3. C3 is a miss. Oh, balls. Well, right. yeah, that's, that's all my um, stories for this week. I've got another one, but I think I'll save that for next week. All right. I do believe. I have an article here that I'll, I just sent you. 
um, again, getting back to our, our format of news, a little bit of discussion of a topic or a list and then a website. This is a, a list of sorts. Um, it, it has to do with robots or as uh, some podcasters call them, robots. <laughs> but the idea is that the robot community is growing and becoming greater in number, becoming greater in strength, becoming an integral part of our society and, and likely to become self-aware at some point. We've seen artificial life forms in many movies and they've been given different names. I, I was intrigued. I saw a uh, commercial for the new cell phone, the droid. Yep. And it said on the bottom, droid, the, the word, is a trademark of Lucas films or Lucas Arts. Yeah, that's right. I wasn't aware of that. But so so the the question is, is there going to be a politically correct term for a robot? Is it artificial person? Some of the things that are thrown out by this this uh website is from uh io9.com, which we'll put a link for it in there. But some of the possible things are uh artificial person, as Bishop uh calls them in aliens. Uh, awesome mechanical man, biologically challenged, synthetic, electromechanical. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, excuse me, electromechanical humanoid. Uh, will they simply just have names and be treated like people? Will they be mechanized Americans in the way you have African Americans and Irish Americans and such? Will they be given a Latin type name like Silica Animus? <laughs> Uh, will they be autonomous, non-biological persons? But, you know, it's it's an interesting mm. thought. Android, droid. Autonomous, you know, non-biological would be called a knob, really. It would be shortened <laughs> down to a knob. So you couldn't have that. Well, you know, at first, it's going to be like an iPod. Whatever the manufacturing name of the first mainstream artificial life form is, mm. that's what the law will be called. I something, won't they? Just stick an <laughs> I in front of it and that's an it. Yeah. They'll all be iBots. But that that sort of thing would definitely lead toward um, a self-aware form indignantly not wanting to be called an I. I am not an iBot. I'm not some, you know, they'll, they'll want to be known for what they truly are. So I don't know. I would think at some point someone will make a clever acronym. Someone will come out with uh, I don't know it'd be like Hoover you don't have a Hoover you have a vacuum cleaner but everyone knows it as a Hoover because Hoover didn't they patent it or they, well yeah they that, dis- well, that's a brand like a Kleenex yeah. or Tylenol or or iPod and I imagine this would go the same way yeah but a, a vacuum cleaner can't talk back to you and say I'm not a Hoover I'm a Eureka mm. I'm a Kenmore yeah well it depends on who makes it I Sony who has the the best robots at the moment? It's Honda, isn't it? They yeah, have they have ones Sony. that can actually walk upstairs and then walk back down the stairs, which is more than a cow can do at the moment. That's one thing, though. Like in Star Wars, the the droid community has no problem that they're droids, and that's not a judgment on other social groups that mm. are less secure than the droids or or angrier about their place in in society, but. The droid Topolis doesn't really seem to uh, be concerned that they're slaves. 
but I guess that's the whole premise of Terminator, right? Terminator and the Matrix. Yeah. In those films, the machines became aware and decided that they didn't belong as the secondary species. Yeah. What do the Terminators call themselves? The the machine? They're just machines? Is that what they just call themselves? I, I, I can't remember them relating to themselves in that respect. I don't know if they do in the fourth film or the third. I haven't seen the last two films. Well, how does John Connor learn the history of of the future? Doesn't the good Terminator tell him what happened? Yeah, he tells him what happens. He also learns stories from his mother as well, doesn't he? Yeah, I think they just call them the machines. Hmm. What's, what's it called when they actually uh, realize or they start learning? Isn't it sen- senti? Sentience. Sentience, that's it. Yeah, like sentient beings. Yeah, so once they, they have, have that and are inspired to do other things, then that's when the problems will start rearing that ugly head, I suppose. Yeah. And the, and in Terminator, they go by basically model number. So you'd have racial model numbers as well. If you had a bad batch of robots, they, they could be racially inclined to slag off uh, a number four when you've got a number 12. If they're programmed to do it. But then yeah. again, if if they're learning their own way, then they could be inclined to do that. Ooh, look at you skin people. Ooh, you've got <laughs> flesh and blood. Ooh. What about, did you see the movie iRobot with Will Smith? Yes. What do they call them in there? Were they, I know they said they were robots, but oh. I thought they had a definite name for them. I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen it. But I, I distinctly remember seeing the robots walking up and down the street as well or am i thinking of other things there no you're right they looked like humans and then there were different forms that had different skins and stuff mm. uh what were they called let's see uh, i'm doing a quick search here of imdb but there's um, also that... a uh, another tangent that this could go on as well have you ever seen ai with yes. um the little kid that can see ghosts and yep, doesn't yep. blink a lot. Haley Joel Osment. That's it, yeah. And we've also got Jude Law in there. He's a he's a sex robot as well, isn't he? Yeah. Now, would mm, mm, see? Oh no, I'm not going to go down that route. <laughs> I well, was going to go down that okay. route, but I'm not going to. All right. So in oh in iRobot that movie. Yep. They had um, let's see. U.S. Robotics is the company that made them. Okay. And they were uh, NS. See what NS stands for. No, NS five is a model, so NS must stand for something. Then, in the actual article we referenced, they have a picture of Johnny Five from Short Circuit. Mhm. And Johnny is is the name he gives himself, but uh, he's number five of the Saints. Saints are strategically, artificially intelligent nuclear transports. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It was a, it was a silly article, but it was a, a thought-provoking article. It's kind of something that eventually we'll have to come up with an answer for. Do you ever think that they will ever come a day that robots do decide? Okay, I I can think for myself. Do you reckon it'll ever get to that point, or do you reckon Mister Sony? writing these computer programs or Honda or whoever comes up with it will just drop back or fold back one edition so it doesn't create that that problem. I think that'll be the intent, but someone will always, either someone will hack them the way they hack iPhones and such and yeah, 
and add their own components to it or or just someone will offer an unres- you know uninhibited version of of things and then i i don't necessarily think it'll be intelligence and life in in the human sense but i i could picture kind of a war games terminator type of sentience mm-hmm. where somehow they robot is able to judge what is a threat and what is a foe and what is a friend and it will evaluate its situation and and deem it not ideal because i mean it really is a form of slavery the way they're used it's uncompensated labor but aren't aren't they designed that way though to perform that task like my toaster is designed to turn bread from bread into toast or just toast my bread and if it decides, well, no, you can't do that, and I'm going to take over your house, then I'm pretty much screwed, and that's just not right. Yeah, well, I think that's, I mean, not to get overly philosophical here, but that that becomes uh, an allegory to, you know, the the old old times and caste systems where people were like, hey, you're you're the son of a of a shoe horseshoer, you'll be a horseshoer. Yeah. <laughs> And don't dream of ever being a knight or a soldier or a king. You're not of that class. And I suppose and the little yeah. toaster might um, might not be able to discern that way. But I mean, a, a larger, you know, as you start to program your house where you have one central computer kind of controlling all the appliances, mm-hmm. it may deem, hmm, I need to heat the house. Well, it might be more efficient to burn the curtains in the toaster. <laughs> and therefore create a larger heat source. I can understand that from the, the human point of view because we're all born the same so you can aspire to anything. But a toaster is a toaster is a toaster. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever have hopes and dreams, but I think it can judge. It's mm-hmm. like, again, maybe the toaster won't decide it, but the your central appliance console may judge that this appliance has has other functions or other purposes or you, know, you go and say uh, punch in i'd like coffee please and the machine says no <laughs> what do you mean now well coffee is bad for you and our uh our health monitor in your bed says your heart rate is high therefore in in the interest of serving you better we are not giving you coffee and wow you don't think it could go that way we're like uh so the opposite way of uh the film wally where the, the robots are just serving to every whim and need of human existence. And yeah, well, we're just subjective... riding around in fat man things. And you you think that robots might actually turn and say, well, sir, you're looking a bit chubby today. You know, how about just one cream pie instead of two? We have been programmed, you know, you ask for eggs and bacon and it gives you one piece of bacon. And it it, it uses its inherent programming to determine what's right for you. Apotheosis of a Bombast is brought to you by Scott Kaufman and Elton McManus. You want chili sauce with that? Alright, I got one more. I got a site if you want to do that. Or... Yeah, yeah, definitely hit that goal. Alright. Um, Alright, before we move on to our, our final segment, our website, I got to try to s- avenge the Cartwrights here. Go on in. Um, let me go E10. Oh no! It's a hit. Yahoo! Uh, I can't tell if it goes horizontal or vertical. I'm gonna go D as in dog. Ten. Are you sure? 
Yes. Ah, hit. Bastard. Up yours. You know, it's funny because when I guessed C9, you did suggest it was close. La 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 la. I, can't, sorry. I didn't buy into that. So I'm going C through a tunnel. You're breaking up. <laughs> C10. C10. Yes, that's a hit. Well done. Bravo. You must be very proud of yourself. Almost. Almost. Young Benjamin Cartwright Jr. from the future is uh, attacking your, I'm guessing it's a destroyer here. Or I don't know, whatever. Battle, battleships at the four. So I'm going to go F10. <laughs> Miss. Ah, uh, it's the other end. Shoot. Right, okay, fine. I'm gonna have you now. Uh let's go for I six. I six is a miss. Mm. And I'll wait before sinking that ship. I'll come back to that later. <sighs> so uh let's think. November, December. You know, I you haven't really been on a lot of other podcasts, have you? You haven't guessed you've called into a couple, but you haven't had any Yeah, no uh, one really asks me. Oh no, that's fine. He's a good he's a Easy to talk to guys. Skype works out well. We got all kinds of things we can do. Hmm. But uh, I, mean, I had the, the good fortune of being on Nerd Hurdles once and uh, a couple of lost things lately. You you call in to things a lot more than I do. but And we've done some things together with other people, specifically the Geek Squared podcast. Mm -hmm. And there was one day that we tried to do something. You weren't available because for some reason we were doing it like lunchtime. We were doing it during their lunch while they were at work. Yep. So it was very early. That's when they record, isn't it? Uh, sometimes. Uh, they're on a different schedule, I think, now. But from work, I called into their conference room, and we had a conversation about uh, a new website. And we recorded an hour-long show, and their half of the audio got lost. You know, I, I could only record mine. They were recording theirs, and it was supposed to be mixed together, and something happened. But Okay. So this is an, a never-before-discussed a website, so you know, I gave them their chance. Yeah, not really, <laughs> we'll Nicky. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I was one who brought it to them. But I've mentioned before a website called bamkapow.com, and it's a lot of like pop culture and superhero movies and comic books and stuff like that. And there's another one called Comic Vine, and you can follow it on Twitter. I think it's at Comic Vine. Um, but they they have news about Spider-Man movies and Avenger comics and things like that. It's and and they've got some pretty good like video blogs and articles and stuff. But they have a weird little subcomponent to it which I I kind of found by accident. And it's it's basically called Battles. And what it is is if you click on uh their site and you go to the play section, they have trivia, quizzes and then they have what's called Battles. And what they'll do is they'll give you two randomly selected characters from comic book dumb, comic book dumb dome. And it's not just like Superman and Batman and stuff. It's Casper the Friendly Ghost. It's Archie. It's uh, Little Lulu, Asterix the Gaul. Like anyone who's ever appeared in a comic book, including God, Jesus, Bart Simpson. Ah, uh, uh, Jesus. It, he's Given his proper title is Jesus Christ, Son of God. That's right. So, when a character is entered into these things, they're they're classified as having various powers. 
some powers, for example, are agility, attractiveness as a male, attractiveness as a female, elasticity, electrical control, gadgets, immortality, insanely rich, magic, phasing, psionics, radiation, shape-shifting, blah, 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 blah. It goes on and on and on and on. And there's like literally hundreds. Wall clinger, constructs, wind bursts, voice-induced, tracking, time travel, blah, blah. So what they've done is they keep – you click on battle and, for example, I just clicked on it now and I got um, – I don't know what I got. I just lost the page. <laughs> I, oh, you know why? Because I clicked away from it. Let me go back. So I just clicked on it now, and I got the thing versus Corgo, which looks like some big sea monster from whatever. And it says, if they could only use their super strength, who would win? If they could only use their stamina, who would win? If they could only use their invulnerability, who would win? It's like top trumps. Yes. You okay. click. I say, he would, he would, he would submit. And now I've added to the database of stacks. And what we have here is a link of everyone ranked by powers. It's, so it's www.comicvine.com backslash powers. And so you pick the power on the wall. I'm going to pick um, agility. Okay. All right. And so then <clears throat> you can sit there and go... Uh, the highest ranked, lowest ranked, alphabetical order. So, number one is Spider-Man. When compared to other characters in terms of agility, he has been deemed more agile or better 8,038 times. It's, that's be 8,038 wins, 1,590 losses. So he's he's the winner of agility here. Yeah, he's the Mac Daddy of jumping around. And so, you know, the top 10 are Spider-Man, Superman, which eh, is a debatable interpretation of agility, Wolverine, Deadpool, someone named Novar, Psylocke, Daredevil, Goku, Batman, blah, blah, goes on and on and on. Um, again, if you go far enough down, you're going to eventually get to Bart Simpson and Marge Simpson and things like that. Okay. But it, it's kind of interesting <clears throat> to see who's ranked where and not ranked and <laughs> all those kind of things. So, all right. So if we go to immortality okay. as a power, the number one ranked super character with immortality is a character named dupe. <laughs> I don't know who that is. You can <laughs> click to see who it is, but um, that's the number one coming up a close second is Jesus Christ, son mm. of God. Didn't he God. die? I, th I think he did. Well, he's number two. The Holy Spirit is number four. God is number five. And number six. <laughs> Thor is number nine. <laughs> Jesus Christ, not Son of God, is number 17 and 23. Gandalf the Wizard is 29. <laughs> it's kind of silly. But if you click on the person, so let's go to Jesus Christ, Son of God. Number two. You can get more detailed stats. So... Jesus Christ, Son of God, is number eight in terms of leadership among superpowered beings. Okay. He's number seven with healing as a superpower. Um, he's number three among beings with divine powers. And then it also gives you, like, the stats of, like, you know, against certain people. Who does he win most against in certain people? Oh, I see, yeah. Apparently he's had um, nine fights against Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ, Son of God. 
has battled Jesus Christ, and he's winning 9-0 at the moment. That's right. Now, you can search for a certain character, and I know Captain Kirk is on here. Ooh. Let's see if we can find him. Captain Kirk as a character. Are we doing Jesus Christ, Son of God, versus um, Captain Kirk? Uh, I don't know if I have to do that. We'll see if we can, if we can call it up. Let's see. So when you call up a character by name, you get a typical Wikipedia-style profile. You get some images. You get a little background about the character. And then on the side, you have image galleries, friends and family, enemies, team affiliations, blah, 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 and battle stats. Captain Kirk is uh, number 33 among all superpowered beings in unarmed combat. Oh, okay, cool. Number 20 in time travel. He's number 11 when using his male attractiveness as a superpower. <laughs> Comes out just behind Silar. He's ahead of He-Man. He-Man is on number 24. You can do it in reverse order, so we can hit lowest rank. Let's see who the, the ugliest males are. Hellboy is number 7,698. The Martian Manhunter, 7,697. The Human Torch, Johnny Storm. Playboy is uh, 7,694. Behind General Zod. General Zod is all the way back at 7,683 with a little goatee. I don't know if I agree with that. Who's, where's General Zod from? Superman. Oh, him. Uh, richness. Go to insanely richness. Who, who are the most powerful rich people? Ooh. Uh, let's Lex Luthor's got to be out there, isn't he? Lex Luthor's number six. Oh, Uncle yes. Scrooge. Scrooge McDuck is number eight. <laughs> <laughs> but Iron Man is number two Batman is number one See it's hard because it gets skewed You get people who, this is my favorite I don't care, yes, win, 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 win win. It skews the data significantly Yeah, because I, I think on gadgets I just vote for Jesus Christ Because I want Jesus Christ to be the, the man With gadgets yeah. I'm sure but he had a utility belt It's still kind of interesting though Even though it's it's hokey Because it's, it's just fun to poke around with some of these things like Let's throw out the fact that people just love Batman and Iron Man right now. Mm -hmm. Scrooge McDuck is number eight. Then you have Richie Rich is number 22. Mr. Burns from The Simpsons is number 25. Chuck Norris is 23. <laughs> uh, let's see. Michael Jackson. You know, all you have to have done is appear in a comic book once and you get to be in here. Yeah. Michael Jackson is number 35. Billy Ray Cyrus is number 38. <laughs> Emperor Palpatine is number 39. Madonna is number 50. George W. Bush is number 49. Did you know She-Ra makes it onto the uh, the list of superhero characters with super strength? She's just one... She's below He-Man. Well, that, I, that doesn't shock me so much. She's yeah. super strong, isn't she? Oh, yeah. Well, um, uh, I'm trying to remember. She's, apparently, she's stronger than God. <laughs> well... I guess it's again, it's open to interpretation. When you look at this little thing, pick who wins. It's if they could only use this power. Now, granted, God can be as strong as he wants, but I can picture someone saying that's not his, that's not where his powers lie. Yeah. I'm looking up asterisks. Oh, right. Okay. I've just gone on to radiation powers. Radioactive man is number three. I'd be cheesed off if I was, if I was named after the power. And yet came third in the list of radioactive superheroes. All right. The Hulk, his power comes from radiation. I wouldn't say, though, that that's uh, it's not a radiation power. 
it's he has super strength because of radiation. Yeah. Where radioactive man shoots beams of radioactivity, I think, doesn't mm -hmm. he? Yeah. So he's slightly radioactive. Maybe he he should rename himself number three in the radioactive chart underneath well, you, Hulk and Silver Surfer. Hell, Godzilla's number five. Oh, was that radiation? Radiation mutated him, but even that's not yeah. well. I think he doesn't have radioactive fire breath. It's not real fire. It's like the blue fire. I so want radioactive fire breath now. Let's see who the number one web slinger is. Spider-Man. Followed by Eddie Brock, who would be Venom. Oh, but Venom is actually his own entity at number four. <laughs> here's, here's the... Which one of these doesn't fit in the top five? Go on, Spider-Man, Eddie Brock, who is the human form of Venom. Yeah. God, Venom, and Scarlet Spider. <laughs> Was it ever written into the Bible that God <laughs> yeah, was a web slinger? <laughs> and not, I mean, I know you can get into a whole like philosophical debate with someone. Well, he can do whatever he wants. But another thing that's kind of neat about it, if you're uh, sort of into comic books and stuff, and you, you don't necessarily want to like dig into the whole thing, but or you haven't been in comic books in a while, but you're curious. Like here, I'm looking at this superhero characters with web slinging powers. So there's Spider-Man and Venom, which most people probably recognize. Scarlet Spider, you may or may not recognize. There's Spider-Man 2211. There's the Scroll Spider-Man. There's the Spider-Man robot. There's all these other things that just, you know, you can click around a little bit and maybe something will pique your interest. It does include things like um, the old, old uh, comic books that were based on TV shows or yeah. if there was a comic book about it. Like, I bet Scooby-Doo's in here. There's a list with a uh, solid snake in it as well. Uh, I don't know if you know. Are you aware of Solid Snake? He's in no. a, a game called Metal Gear Solid. And... Oh yeah, oh yes. Well, he's Snake on the video game we have. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Snake. But uh, in characters of stealth powers, obviously Batman is number one. Superman is number two. Mm. Rambo is number six. Solid Snake. I'm looking at just his character to see where he ranks in. He's number thirty-one in Chameleonness. 31 in marksmanship, 12 in stealth, 37 in implants. Now, I assume they're talking about more than just breast implants here. <laughs> how funny would it be if, like, there was just, uh, what is it, Stripper Ella? Is that what the, that was a superhero, Stripper Ella. Where is she on here? Really? Her yeah. superpowers were Darth taking Vader her clothes off. Darth Vader is number 15 for implants. <laughs> um, That's a different Darth Vader than I'm picturing then. Yeah. Look, elf. I am your father or mother. I'm not too sure. But anyway, I was one of your parents. Who was When we were talking about Green Lantern once, you were talking about a, a superhero, Green something. Oh, uh, the Green Me Man. The Mekon. Mekon, originally appearing in the pages of Eagle Comic for Boys. That's the fella. Ooh, creepy looking guy. 306th in Levitation. <laughs> 306th in Levitation... But only 2,446th in flight. <laughs> Force field and insanely rich. Maybe his balance isn't very good. He could levitate, but I don't want to move anywhere. Just in case I fall off. <laughs> don't blow on me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, here, I'll take another shot and sink that boat here real quick. Go on, uh, B10. Yeah, that's it. It's sunk. All right. Bravo. So now, basically... 
Unless I can get a hit on this next one, you win here because you've yeah. had five hits and only had four. I'm going to have to go with D5. Oh, it's a miss. No, but In I was close. Like, face. Oh, it was a miss. Oh, Cartwright. Oh, I'll take one more to right, level the peg in. Do, 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 do. C8. Miss. Oh, there we go. You want to know where I was? Or you don't care? Not really, no. <laughs> well, so that, that website's kind of cool. It's uh, comicvine.com. It's, it's got rumors about pop culture movies and, you know, superhero-y, comic book-y stuff. Uh, it's got some really neat, like, little video reviews and blogs and stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, but this, this section, we have the link for it in the show notes. It's comicvine.com slash powers. Where you can sl- search for a character name, anyone who's ever appeared, you click on their character page, and then you can get battle stats and kind of neat neat things about it. image. The image gallery is kind of cool if you like grabbing graphics to use on, you know, your Twitter background and stuff mm. like that. So we'll have the links for the other stuff, the uh, all the news articles and the IO9 robot article. Let us know if you think there's a good name for for the robot society, so we can program it into them. You will like being called the Betazoid. Yeah, so we can actually patent it and then we can use it. And every time people say it, then we can deduct £5 from their wages. That's right. You know, the guy who invented Battleship didn't trademark that. Did he not? No. I think his name was Christopher Whitaker or something with a, something like that. But he never really told anybody. Never, never trademarked it. He would tell people about it, but he never made it his. Oh. I'll tell you another thing. Uh, you know... Uh, yellow lines and zigzag lines on the roads that we have. Uh-huh. There was a bloke in England, he went in for a competition on how to make the roads safer. This was before lines. He came up with the idea of painting yellow lines so we can't park in various places. He mm-hmm. won £25 for that. They used the idea and then someone else, uh, well, basically copyrighted the idea from him. So all he got from inventing yellow lines is twenty five pounds, and and a, a deep-rooted bitter feeling toward uh, that person and the person who paid them. Yeah, you would think now though, someone can't do that. You just turn around and you go, "That was actually my idea. I can document it." Mm. You're listening to an apotheosis of a bombast. <laughs> So I guess it's a good spot to end. We're, yes. we're good for today. Let's get out of here. All right. Th- thanks again, guys, for the listenership, spreading the word. I know we've got a couple new listeners from um, our Rethinking Lost podcast. Definitely please dig back through the archives. We've got a couple episodes to tell you which ones were the best. It's tough to do, but check the comments. Check the show notes. Look for something you like. There's stuff about conspiracies. There's stuff about... Human life extension. There's all kinds of odd things. Yeah, there's, so there's, please do. There's some good stuff out there. So yeah, just dig away. Yeah. All right. So we we need a moral for today's show. Is there something you've learned from all our our news stories and websites and exploration? Uh, I've learned that I'm better than you at battleships. That's, that's clear. <laughs> and that's that's documented now. The Royal Navy defeats the Coast Guard. Yes. As was expected and predicted. <laughs> um, maybe something about God, though, being a, a web slinger. Alrighty. What was he ranked? He was uh, 
He wasn't. It was Spider Man was number one. Venom was two, and he was third, I think. Okay. Well, there you go. So God is the number three web slinger. Superb. So to to close out the show, uh, why don't we end with we received a nice uh, audio email from our recipient and winner of the Human Bombast. So we'll let that play us out today. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, thank you very much for everyone who entered into that. Probably yeah, about thirty you. people more than what I actually expected to enter it, but thank you very much anyway. And uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime soon. Not too yep. sure, but yes. But thank you anyway. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll talk to you in a week. Cheers, guys. See you later. Bye. Hello, Elton and Scott. This is Andrew from Scotland, known as Toxic Death. Uh, I have a parcel here that appears to possibly be my bombast tumen. And I thought, well, you know, following the rules, I've got to open it with my left hand only. So I thought, well, if I put my phone in my right hand, which I have, and unfortunately no pictures, so you'll have to trust me on that one, I'll try and open it with my left hand. Now, firstly, it's in a plastic bag and... You've got the Royal Mail, our sincere apologies, dear customer. Basically, the front of the envelope is ripped. So, I've no idea if it's damaged. So, we'll see, and we'll just have to sue the Royal Mail along with everybody else. So, if I can rip into the plastic, it's not very easy with only your weaker hands, which is probably why I donated it. Get that there, see it. You need to get a wee bit more of a rip. Uh, I'm cheating, I'm using my left side to get the plastic. So, there we go. Oh, right. Plastic out. I'm really hoping it's not damaged, but we'll see. Right, so, out. There's a. Oh, I see, you've taped it. That's not fair. Hold on, hold on. No, I was going to... Oh! The Royal Mail ripped it for me. Thanks very much, Royal Mail. Right, there we go. Well, it's the, the back of the frame that's damaged the fan, so let's see. Fantastic. That's fantastic. There we go. Oh, unbelievable. He looks good. Undamaged. We'll be happy to know. I think we'll put him in pride of place somewhere in the room. We'll have to find a clear fat surface, but that's brilliant. It's, I'm absolutely stunned. It's a bit scary, so try not look at him when first waking her up, but... Excellent. Thank you very much, people. And I'd just like to point out, I didn't know there was a competition when I first entered. And I'll be honest, I gave my left hand because it's one of the most least pointless things I've got. But anyway, thank you very much. And uh, love the show. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Okay, guys. This is a quick message. Um, we're thinking about doing a World Cup sweepstake. I don't know if you are up for it or not what I'm thinking of is you guys send us your names in if you want to be involved we'll divvy up uh, some names and some teams just randomly select teams we'll hand them out and then we'll see how we go through the World Cup final but it doesn't start till 
June-ish, July-ish. So mark your calendars. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long way away and we'll keep reminding you. I'm sure I'll keep bantering on and up until England lose to United States. And then it all shuts down. I won't be on any more shows ever <laughs> And we again. won't talk about it. We won't even tell you who won. <laughs> but if anyone's interested in that, then you just send your name in. I'll, we'll probably do reminders throughout the next couple of shows or shows closer to the time anyway so anyway you can go back to your job now see you later guys